Hey everyone, welcome back to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today we have a conversation that we're going to start about probably a word that most people dislike very much, that most people loathe very much because the word feels so restrictive and because our society tells us that we should seek comfort at every corner, that we can do anything that we want with the blink of, with the tap of a finger, and that we, you know, we, we should just, ah, don't worry about it. You just, you just eat whatever you want to eat. You just do whatever you want to do. You just live the way you want to live, and everything's going to turn out fine, and everything's going to be okay. That mindset that society has and that mindset that society has drilled into many of us um, has caused a lot of people to lack discipline. Yes, discipline is the thing we're going to talk about. Um, the irony behind all of this is that, as Jocko Willink would say, if you don't know who Jocko Willink is, please make sure that you look him up because he will definitely ingrain discipline in you. Um, but as Jocko Willink would say, discipline equals freedom. That's hard to understand because we think of discipline and we think, again, how restrictive it is. We think that being disciplined means that I don't get to do this. I don't get to go out and party. I don't get to eat whatever I want. I don't get to, you know, whatever, stay up late and enjoy, you know, late night binging. I don't get to, you know, sleep in until I feel like sleeping in. And all of that is partly true. It's all partly true. And yet... The amount of people, especially over the last couple of years since the pandemic, since the shutdown, and then things have are moving back to a more normal routine of life, like the amount of depression, anxiety, sadness that has overwhelmed people over the last couple of years is astounding. And I think, I think it's partly because um, we are starting to figure out that like, Maybe this like laissez-faire, do-what-I-want-to-do way of living like isn't exactly what it's all cracked up to be. Like that's that's basically what we were pushed into whenever the world shut down. Like you just stay home and you do whatever you want to do. We'll give you some money. You do whatever you want to do with that. You live the way you're going to live. You do your thing. Like I think we're realizing like like maybe that's not the way that things should be. Maybe that's not the way to fulfillment. Maybe that's not the way to quote happiness. Um, not that I think that the world is about being happy. I think that's what most people would say. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive to be happy, but like at the end of the day, sometimes you got to do things that you don't enjoy. Sometimes you got to do things that, you know, aren't exactly the most exciting that are going to make you happy. That's the way that it is. That's the way that life is. Um, but to go back to our topic, to go back to discipline, like Discipline, the rap that discipline has is not what it is. So many years ago, 2,000, 2,500 years ago, a guy named Socrates said very distinctly that it is in self-discipline that you find pleasure. It is in being a self-disciplined person that you find pleasure, which again is hard to wrap your mind around because we think of self-discipline, we think of this thing as something that takes away all the pleasures, the quote-unquote pleasures of life. It takes away the desserts. It takes away the beers. It takes away the parties. It takes away 
like I said, the late night, this, that, and the other thing, and the scrolling on social media, and all of this stuff that we have attached to enjoyment and, um, and you know, being, I guess, happy. I don't, I don't really know what else it's attached to, but we think that those, those are the fun things. Those are the things that we enjoy. Those are the things that are hopefully going to bring us happy. The problem is we continue to consume more and more of all of this stuff. We continue to find more comfort. We, t- we continue to seek more comfortable foods, more tasty foods. We continue to scroll more. We continue to binge more. We continue to do all of this in search of something that's going to bring us some sort of happiness and fulfillment. And yet it's not there. It's not, it continues to not show up. It continues to not happen. Depression continues to rise. Sadness continues to rise. Unhappiness continues to rise. It's going up. So we're tricking ourselves when we say that, well, I don't really want discipline. What I really want is whatever I want to have. So when Socrates says that it is in self-discipline that we actually get pleasure, there is a lot of truth to that. And here's just an analogy to maybe bring an understanding as to how you can have freedom and pleasure in discipline. Um, and I heard this analogy from probably from Jocko Willink, but I, I feel like it's maybe from somebody else. Anyway, that part's not important. So think of a sport that you enjoy. It can be literally any sport, anything, any sport around there, uh, around there. I don't know what that means. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say football because that's what I played most of my life. And I think most uh, people can relate to that. At least most people in America can relate to that. Anyway, football has football is 100 yards. It's a field that's 100 yards long and 50 yards wide. I don't think that that's right. <laughs> that's bad that I don't know that. Um, anyway, 100 yards long, 40 or 50 yards wide. You, you got to go 10 yards to get a first down. You get four tries. It's a very distinct set of rules. In other words, it, it has discipline built into it. Here's rules that you have to follow. You must follow them, otherwise you can't win the game. You can't, you can't beat the team that you're trying to beat. You can't be great. You can't achieve a level of excellence if you don't follow these rules. If you're not getting first downs, if you're constantly getting penalties, if you're not getting touchdowns, if you're not going 100 yards, if you're not doing any of those things, there's literally zero chance, maybe not zero, because maybe someone's doing it worse than you are, but there's almost zero chance that you're going to win because you're not following the discipline rules that are there, the things, the stringent outlines that are set for you to be able to achieve the thing. Just like in any sport, in any game, anywhere, just like that, in our game, we also have rules that we should, should is a strong, I hate that word, that we need to follow if we want to quote unquote win. I don't believe it's about winning and losing, but I'm going to go ahead and use that word for today. Um, so this goes back to another idea of infinite and finite games that we talked about previously and how we apply uh, finite rules to infinite games and how they're just not the same. A finite game is a game that has a beginning and an end. Very distinct beginning and an end. Football game is exactly that. It starts, it ends eventually, there's a winner. That's it. An infinite game, on the other hand, does not have a beginning and an end. It has a beginning, but then there is no end. There's no set, structured rules that you have to follow always, all the time. And yet, 
if you apply finite rules to this infinite game, you're going to have a hard time because we play the infinite game as if it is finite. We play the infinite game as if I just have to exercise for a certain amount of time and then I'm done. I just have to, you know, save money, quote unquote, for a certain amount of time and then I have everything that I have. I just have to work hard for a certain amount of time and then I'm done. But the truth of the matter is that's not the truth. So in the same way that games have rules, aka they have discipline built into them, uh, games have rules and you can only win the game if you are fantastic at the rules. It's the very same in life. Life, the problem is life doesn't have rules. Like there's no like you're born and here you go. Here's the sheet of paper and here's the rules that you need to follow. You, you learn them. You learn things along the way. You look at people around you. You learn from your family. You learn from society. And that's what helps you gauge what the quote unquote rules are. But if you look at society and you look at most people, most people will show you that the quote unquote rules are lounge around on the couch, be gluttonous, seek comfort, buy as much stuff as you can. And that's what's going to bring you the happiness and fulfillment that you're after. That's what we look at as the rules. But then you look at the other end of that, the maybe 10% of people who are not following those rules, be that in wealth, be that in health, be that in spirituality, be that in whatever, relationships, and we look at them and we go, well, they're just outliers. They're just good at it. They're just lucky. Well, no, they have figured out along the way, this is the way that I'm actually going to win. I'm actually going to win in health by having this structure, by having these rules that I need to follow. And within that discipline, within those rules, I have the freedom to be great. But that's hard to grasp because we don't think of discipline as freedom. We think of discipline as restriction. But hopefully you're starting to grasp an understanding of how that's not the case. Another thing that Socrates said 2,500 years ago that kind of drives home this point is, um, and this is his, uh, the way that he puts it, anything that impels us to eat when not hungry or drink when not thirsty ruins stomachs and heads and characters. Eat when not hungry, drink when not thirsty, and that's what ruins stomachs, heads, and characters. In the same way, anything that impels us to seek comfort when we don't need to be or be gluttonous when we don't need to be, that's what he's already talking about. Like the things that move us away from the person that we believe we can be, that we really actually want to be, that we're striving to be, maybe we're not currently striving. Um, all of those things are things that literally in the way that he puts that out, that make us eat when we're not hungry, all the Franken foods that we have available, everything that you can find in a box or in a bag, all of that stuff. Most of it, we eat when we're not hungry. We eat when we're bored. We, that's the way that it is. Thirst is the same thing. We drink when we're not thirsty. Drink, meaning any kind of liquid that goes down your gullet. And that can be, that can be the little foo-foo drink that you get at 
Starbucks. And typically, for most people, it's not little. It's about this big. If you're not watching, I don't know. I, how big is it? What's the biggest one at Starbucks? Do you know their sizes? I know tall. I don't know the rest of them. Uh, I think Trenta. Trenta? That sounds big. It's massive. It just sounds big. Yeah. Um, at any rate, it's big. And, and <laughs> it's probably, I mean, I can only imagine it's 600 to 800 calories in a drink. Beer, same thing. Any alcohol. Alcohol is 7 calories per gram. If you look at a bottle of vodka, if you look at the back of it, it doesn't have any information, any nutritional information on it, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have calories. All alcohol has 7 calories per gram. So anything that makes us drink when we're not thirsty or eat when we're not hungry is what is leading us to ruin. So it is having the discipline. It is having a set of rules and then living as well as you can within those set of rules that brings us the freedom, the greatness, the bodies, the mental clarity, the health that we believe that we're striving for. So the, to bring that forward into today's world, um, speaking of Jocko Willink, he is like, he's, the, he's one of the masters of discipline that you'll find out there. There's a number of other ones that are, we'll talk about, I'm sure, in the future. But he's the one that literally brought about this idea of discipline equals freedom. A lot of people talked about in different ways beforehand, so certainly it's not a brand new idea, but he's the one that put it in that context. So within that context, Jocko says, discipline starts every day when the first alarm goes off. Discipline starts every day when the first alarm goes off. And a lot of us get our day started in a very unproductive and unempowering way by hitting snooze. The snooze button is literally the worst thing that you could have that was invented for your empowerment as a human being. Um, and he says the first alarm. Now, he doesn't say that meaning he sets, you know, three to five alarms and one goes off at five and the next one goes off at 530 and the next one goes off at six, which is what a lot of people do. They'll just hit stop on the first one and then stop on the second one and then stop on the third one and then maybe get off by the fourth one. But what he does, he talks about um, one of his, I don't, whatever you might call him in the military, I can't remember exactly. One of his upper level people told him, have three different alarms. One electronic alarm that's plugged in, one battery powered alarm, and one mechanical alarm. So like, you have no excuse that the alarm, my, my phone died, or my batteries died, or whatever. Like, if you have three separate things that are run off three separate generations, that's not the right way to say that, but they produce power three separate ways, then you have no excuse. The first alarm is just the mechanic. It's the electronic one that's plugged in. The rest of them are still going to go off immediately at the same time. But the point of the thing is, is that's another thing the excuse that, oh, my alarm didn't go off or the excuse that, oh, my batteries died is another thing that is killing our discipline. So literally your discipline begins the moment that your alarm goes off, the moment that your alarm goes off and you make that choice, whatever that choice is, that's the moment your discipline for the rest of the day is going to be set. It doesn't mean you're not going to have any discipline the rest of the day. That's important to understand. 
but it does mean that if you, whether you say yes or no to that alarm is going to dictate the way that you go about the rest of the day. I get that it's hard. I get that a lot of people don't enjoy their jobs. I get that just life is hard. Life's hard. Life's not fair. Life is effortful. Like all of that is very true. And yet it's true. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? Marcus Aurelius, again, 2,000 years ago, less than 2,000 years ago, he was the Roman emperor. Um, he's called the emperor king. I'm sorry, emperor king. That's kind of the same thing. That was not right at all. The philosopher king is what he was called. Um, he followed Stoic philosophy. Marcus Aurelius had to tell himself regularly, you have to get out from under the covers. He wrote in his own, he luckily, somehow, luckily, we have his journal, called the Meditations, that he wrote to himself. It was not a book. He was not trying to publish it. Just a journal he wrote to himself. And one of the passages from that book, I'll read it to you. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of? If I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into the world to do, or is this what I was created for, to huddle under the blankets and stay warm? The Roman emperor from 2,000 years ago argued with himself every day. Do I get out of the covers or do I not? But he knew that if he kept himself in the covers, that it would drain his will, his discipline as a person, as a king, that he was trying to be, a great king he was trying to be, which he turned out to be, and choosing to get up, which is hard. That's the thing about this. I get discipline is challenging. Like, discipline's tough. For anybody to tell you otherwise is either lying or selling you something. So, yes, making the decision first thing in the morning to get up, get out of bed, when that alarm goes off, not when the next one or after I've hit snooze or so on and so forth. These are struggles that eh, almost, almost everyone deals with. At some point in life, everyone deals with, I'm certain at some point in life. Everyone deals with that. I don't want to get off. Like, the alarm goes off. Eh, nope. Don't want to deal with it. Totally get it. And yet, and yet, what are you trying to accomplish? What, is, what are you trying to do? And that we'll dig more into in the next episode, but it's worth remembering. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And if you start to shift your mindset around discipline and what discipline is and what discipline can give us, then you can really start to do some things. Then you can really start to make an impact in your life and, and in the life of those around you. Because when it comes to discipline, it has to be about more than just you. And that's very important. And that's another thing that we'll dive into more in the next episode. But it has to be about more than just you. Because when you're just doing it for yourself, it's going to get tiring. It's going to, you're going to get burnt out. It's going to happen eventually. But you have to make it eventually about more than just you. That's what health, that's what a lot of health is about. Um, I, you, if you haven't looked at, watched the, yeah, if you haven't watched the interview with, I'm trying to think if it's out yet, it should be up. It definitely will be out by the time I, this one's released. Um, it should be one or two episodes ago at this point, the interview with our coach Taylor McGrath. 
So she's 25 years old. And around the age of 20, she decided to make this drastic change in her life. She went from smoking and partying to now she's a coach here at Thriveology in a matter of about four to five years. Discipline, like at its max. She's happier than she's ever been. She's healthier than she's ever been. She enjoys life. But her goal for all of it, like her main purpose was to be able to play with her nieces and nephews, current nieces and nephews, and eventually her own kids, and be able to play with them. Like be able to enjoy them. Be able to run around and hit baseballs and and pitch and, you know, run around the backyard, jump on the trampoline, like all of that stuff. That's her purpose. She's 25 years old and she has that in her head. So we look at things like discipline and we think about how restrictive they are, but they can give us so much more. They can give us the health we want. They can give us the energy that we want. They can give us the whatever, vitality, you, like certainly, but you have to start changing your mindset. You have to start thinking about it differently. And if you don't start thinking about it differently, then you're going to hold yourself back. As Carl Jung would say, if you don't make the unconscious conscious, it will control your life and you will call it fate. This is one of those things that discipline is the thing. It is the thing that will get you to where you want to go, but you got to change your mindset about it. And until you start to shift your mind about discipline and what that brings to your life, then you will have a hard time making anything in life, making drastic uh, strive, that's not the right way to say that, making drastic change and progression in your life in any way, shape, or form, it's going to be challenging. Like achieving anything in life without discipline is very, very, very hard, if not impossible. And I don't say that as a person that has achieved, like, you know, when most people think of achievement, they think of wealth, money, right? That's what most of us gauge that on. I totally disagree that that's the gauge that we should be looking at. But nonetheless, like, eh, like that's one place where I admittedly have had a hard time being disciplined as far as like doing the things that I need to do for the organization to move in a quote, financially uh, growing direction. We grow, but I know there's plenty of things that we could be doing to do better so that our team could be more well-off, so that the organization could be more well-off, and so forth. Fitness, though, man, I got it down. But I've been doing it for 20 years. So, like, it's easy for me now. Well, that's not true. There's still plenty of times where it's hard. When someone puts brownies and ice cream in front of me, trust me when I tell you, the struggle is real. But luckily, that only happens every once in a while, right? <laughs> Luckily, that's not every day someone says brownies and ice cream in front of me. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be having a different conversation, and I would be sitting on the other end of this table. Anyway, um, so mindset about discipline is very important, and that's going to be important to start to change, not only leading into the next episode, but also leading into any change or endeavor that you are currently thinking about doing or already doing. If you're already in something, man, if you're just like a couple weeks in, wait till about that six week mark when you go, eh, I don't know if I'm ex as excited about this anymore. That's when discipline really starts to take a hit, if you will. And that's when you really need to start make that shift 
so that you can make this thing sustainable. Whatever it is you're trying to do when it comes to health and fitness, it's only sustainable when you can be disciplined about it. And then you can achieve greatness, but it is totally up to you. Okay. That's it, my friends. Remember that it is in the ability to be self-disciplined that we can find pleasure, that we can find fulfillment, that we can find happiness. It is, it's literally that structure of life that we build for ourselves that we find it. Remember the analogy of the game. You can't play the game without understanding the rules. You can't, you just can't, you can't play the game without understanding what it takes to achieve greatness. Just can't happen. It's literally impossible. The New England Patriots of the 2000s, the early 2000s, they were great. Why were they great? They played those rules really well. They played in between the lines really, really, really well. Same thing with the Bulls of the early 90s, the Chicago Bulls of the early 90s. And I'm sure that there are other sports out there that I'm not thinking of, other teams. Anyway, all those teams played the rules well. So that's the point. That's what this is about. And remember that it starts with the beginning of the day. Like it's that simple. It starts with how you start your day. Did you choose to get up? Did you choose to stay under the covers? It is that simple. How did you start your day? You start your day with empowerment. You have a higher likelihood of continuing and ending your day with empowerment. You start it on laziness, for lack of a better term. Potentially, it will continue and end on laziness. So that's all I have for you today. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button um, because the only way we can get this word out is with you subscribing and you sharing with your friends. So until next time, my friends, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.